anyway because you're better. <laughs> you would think I'd learn. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the greatest song you've never heard podcast where I go out of my way to trick Phil into saying something right before uh, the podcast starts. Good afternoon to you, Phil. Good afternoon, Chris. Sorry, I'm not up on the mic because I'm <laughs> feeling foolish once again. I mean, just like reel me in, reel me in, reel me in. Yeah, there you go. It's hey, yeah, good. another episode of... Uh, the greatest song you never heard podcast. Welcome to the show. And yeah. if you've never listened to our show before, then we are so excited that you're here to join us today on this, our 53rd episode of nice. the show. We've nice. crossed the 50 number. This should be the first week of May, right? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, uh, this show is all about us bringing to the table. <laughs> this show is all about us. Bring, <laughs> it's about us bringing to the table songs that we are like, how can everybody not know that song? It's such an amazing song. Uh, and the way the format works, if you've never listened before, is uh, one of us brings a song, and I'm going to stop saying uh, one of us brings a song that the other one doesn't have any clue about. All we get is a lyric sheet. And then we experience the song with you, the listener, at the exact same time. And today, Phil's got some songs for us that are uh, he's so excited about. At least, I don't know if there's one, two, ten songs he's bringing today. But uh, what do you got for us today, Mr. Anderson? I've got one whole song for you. A whole song. I've mm. got one whole song. <clears throat> now, uh, can, we, can I make it, uh, before you jump into this? Yeah. Do you ever get random songs stuck in your head? Yes, I've had that happen a number of times this last week. So I have a weird disorder. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but I have a weird disorder where at all times there's a song playing in my head. Do you know what one of those songs has been off and on for the past three weeks? It's a Kenny G song. Worse. <laughs> if you grew up in Seattle, this will make total sense if oh, you don't. the bluest skies you ever Even seen. Even worse. Oh, really? The theme song from Boomerang. And you hum us a few bars if a you would. A boomerang, a boomerang. What does it do? What? Yes, and now it's been stuck in my head, and then it's going to get back there now for that. But it's so bad that my wife was like, hey, maybe you should listen to another song. Because I'd find myself inadvertently whistling it. We hope, by the way, today that whatever song Phil brings gets that lodged into your brain. Well, here's you something, much fun here's something kind of funny, because we all have those earworms. Many are ones we don't mind having there. True. Sometimes we get what you got, right? Yeah. The, do, you, do you have a go-to song? I have a go-to song that I actually go to and listen to get that earworm out. No, because it doesn't matter for me. I'll listen to it and it'll be stuck in my head and then the other one will come back later. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You want to know what mine is? Yes. It's Billy Joel, Keeping the Faith. Keep, oh. I don't know. It's just a, a song that I picked years ago. It's got a nice little rhythm, a little groove going. And that's a great, that's a good song. Yeah. And so uh, there are times where I... Shelly was like, what song did you have in your head? Because I'll put it on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it goes. So, any other side uh, topics to note before we move forward? Uh, just that it's exciting to be uh, here in the springtime again and not have cold weather. I don't know about where people are at, but I know that there were bad... Like yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, it was in, in April, mid-April. Mm -hmm. There were snowstorms, blizzards in the Dakotas. Right. This is crazy weather. Right. Uh, that same couple weeks ago, I actually finally took off my insulation on my hose bibs. Oh, so yeah, I yeah, can yeah. use water again. Because I look out two weeks, and as long as we're not 25 or 24 for hours on end, I'm good. My wife got suckered into the Costco Buy Flowers Now uh, thing because they bring them out like a month too early. Oh. So at the beginning of April, she spent a bunch of money on flowers. And we actually left there. I, I don't think they're gardenias maybe are those yeah, like a yeah. bush with pink flowers 
Uh, you're talking about um, uh, azaleas. Nope, nope. I'll get it. finish your story. I'll, anyway, she bought hydrangeas, two of those hydrangeas. hydrangeas. Yes, hydrangeas. and she bought two of them at Costco. And then we went to Seattle for the opening day of the Mariners, and uh, all the flowers were gone. We got back because it snowed three inches uh, while we were gone. So, tip for any of you going into a Costco, which of course is in a warehouse, which is probably 68 degrees, not a good thing in North Idaho to bring your plants out. Put it in your garage where it's not as cold as outside. They need that transition. Yeah. I won't buy anything at Costco or yeah. Home Depot for that matter. That's true. I buy uh, more hardened stuff that, that have been outside. So, That's a good call. Yeah. Well, you know, I have my moments. But they're so cheap at Costco. They are. Especially when you have to buy them three or four times. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> they're super cheap then. And that concludes Gardening with Cisco. <laughs> Cisco, that's awesome. Good call. <laughs> hey, we're going to get into a little bit of a anomaly today. Okay. And uh, I'm, gosh, I don't know how much I want to give you. I just maybe just want to, all I know is two days ago we had May Day. Yes. Tomorrow is Shelly's favorite day, May 4th. Okay. Why is that Shelly's favorite day? I don't, um, I don't know why. May the 4th be with you? She be ex- well, No, she's not. But May 4th is her doodah day. She calls it her doodah day. What the heck is a doodah day? A doodah day is you just pick a, one day of the year that it's like your day. And she picked May 4th. As Did, are you going to make her a doodah bird? I could. Do you know what those are? I know. From the Puyallup Fair? <laughs> oh, dude, that's right. <laughs> she wouldn't know that. <laughs> now we're going to have do the Puyallup yeah. in our head. Yes, we uh, are. Our Seattle knuckleheads are back at it again. Uh, Should we just jump in it? Two days from now. Oh, we're still on do not day. Is Cinco de Mayo. Hmm. Let's go ahead and cue it up. Azteca está de luto, se murió su apanguera. Ya no se oye aquel falsete que es el alma del trovero. Rogaciano se llamaba Las canciones del trovero Verdes cafetales, más allá 
noche se aparece el guapanguero. Esta canción es muy buena. I can tell you probably did some little translation in that song. Oh, because I didn't remember what canción was for, for song. I didn't know that was the, the right word for that. Yeah. Um, I'm decent with Spanish. I can, I can speak a little Spanish. But I, I speak, like this song uh, a lot. Cerveza and Baño in that order. <laughs> oh, by the way, we have Cerveza. We do have today. Cerveza. Yeah, Cerveza. Sorry. It's called Puddle from our good friends at uh, Bombastic Brewing. Thank you, Russell. Anyway, uh, mm. that was a good segue. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, uh, you know, the old uh, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Drinco, as I like to call That's it. That's right. Yeah, people. Well, let's just be honest. A lot of people in this country will pick any day they can. Mm. You've got St. Patrick's Day. That's true. You've got Cinco de Mayo. I mean, pick That's it. True. Easter, let's get drunk. You know, I, yep. uh, it's not really the way. I, we'll go to a Mexican restaurant and have a margarita, maybe not on Cinco de Mayo because it'll be slammed. <laughs> One but. year, me and some friends uh, were in a small town where we live, Coeur and we decided we wanted to hear Mexican music on Cinco de Mayo. Right. Every bar we went into, they were not playing Mexican music. And we begged them, and they wouldn't do it. Wow. It was weird. Wow. So. Well, can I be, Can I just say something real quick? You sure can. Uh, this, but the song that this album is on is the only album ever recorded in the world that used the three best mariachi bands in the world. Really? Yep. Really? Wow. Okay, so I just teased you a little bit with that. Tell me what you thought. Um, I like this song a lot. It's interesting because you thankfully gave me lyrics that had both the English and the Spanish translation. Yeah, that's helpful. Um, I looked up what uh, Hapaganero, Hapaganero means. There's no translation for it, so I don't know what that means. Um, the, the One of the first lines is, his Hapaganero died. And I don't know what a Hapaganero is. It's not in the, it, it doesn't have that. No. No, there was a few words in here that I looked oh, up yeah. and, and they didn't have any translation for them. I didn't know what Hapanero <clears throat> was and I also didn't know what... Oh, what was the other one? It, it came up several times, so I thought it might be important. Um, Malaguena Salarosa does not have a translation either. That's interesting. You, um, you checked that. Yep. Yeah, because I wanted to know, like, I wanted, like, I'm into this and the song itself is very, like... Uh, melancholy and I like the word the, and the line that really got to me is his falsetto is no longer heard because who know that falsete is right. falsetto <laughs> I, and I just thought what a great line well this is what I came up with uh, Hapen, Huapanguera right yes Huapanguero yeah uh, Huapanguero it could be either probably male or female uh, is a Mexican guitar like instrument that usually forms part of a conjunto Huasteco ensemble along with oh. the Harana Huasteca guitar and violin. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's the big one with the round back. Yeah, 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 yeah it could be. So, Dude, and I love mariachi music. One of my earliest memories of falling in love with mariachi music is there was an artist that I was really into who did a lot of alternative rock stuff. 
and his label asked him to do a Christmas song. So he decided to hire the world's best mariachi band and did um, Winter Wonderland mariachi style. And it's spectacular. That's really cool. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Yeah. So what else you got from this? Do you have any idea who this is? Probably I not. have no idea who this is, unless it's um, El Huapo. El Huapo. Yes. That, uh, it, he was on the run, right? <laughs> no, El Huapo <laughs> was the bad guy on Three Amigos. Oh. <laughs> would, you, would you say this is a plethora, plethora of piñatas? Yes, El Huapo. I would say this is a plethora. Who? <laughs> That's very funny. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, so very funny. Uh, well, no, because uh, that was a male. That's true, and this is a female. That you can gleam from And I'm this. pretty sure it's not Selena. Selena. No. And after Don Francisco, my list goes very short. Well, I will tell you, this is an Academy Award winning uh, vocalist. Wow. Um she wanted to do something that went back to her roots hmm. and some, uh, some songs that she sang with her father, thus the name of the album, actually, I will tell you is Canciones de mi padre. Hmm. Songs with my father. father. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, back in 1987 is when that would rule out Gloria Estefan, which is I'm, my list is getting shorter and shorter. Okay. Back in 1987, Linda Ronstead put together a band of the best mariachi bands. Really? And did an entire album of songs she sang, you know, with her dad and family growing up. Well, she is, Linda Ronstead was Hispanic? She I'm has. Sorry, Hispanic, not yeah, Hispanic. <laughs> well, there are Hispanics out there. They're very redneck, redneck Spanish. They live in Yakima. <laughs> Yak Vegas. <laughs> uh, no offense to any of you living down in Yakima. Vegas. <laughs> anyway, I just said that again. Uh, she has a background. Yeah, she's uh, born in, well, I should know this, Arizona, I think. Hmm. Um, but critics actually said you could tell this is not her first language. Really? You know, I thought she did pretty well. But again, you know, people, well, they'll say that English is not my first language, too. <clears throat> but that's because I don't speak good English. Yeah. Or English well. That too. That too. Anyway, uh, I think they're splitting hairs. This thing did win a Grammy. And I will tell you this, that the history of this album, uh, it immediately became a global smash hit. Two and a half million U.S. sales. It stands, Chris, as the biggest selling non-English language, al language album in American record history. Really? Yep. More than the soundtrack from La Bamba? You know, well, because what I was going to say is those, many of those songs were English speaking That's in true. La Bamba. That's true. I was just kidding. I think it was actually just La Bamba that was not. Just kidding. I, um, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, the canciones were a big part of Ronstadt's family tradition and musical roots. The title canciones de mi padre refers to a booklet that the University of Arizona published in 46 for Ronstadt's deceased aunt. Hmm. So... These really have a lot of family ties as far as Linda Ronstadt goes. I have wanted to play a Linda Ronstadt tune forever on this podcast. Huh. She's virtually impossible not to be able to identify, in my opinion. Her voice is so good. It's true. Listen to Blue Bayou. Oh, my gosh. It's true. It is just um, mesmerizing to me. Okay. Yeah. This, I thought there's a chance you would know, but 
you know, I threw it out there. And it is a Grammy-winning album. Can I throw in a tie-back to a former episode? I think you should. Uh, we did an episode with a song called Me and Magdalena mm-hmm. from The Monkees. Right. Uh, which was written by Ben Gibbard from uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Okay, I thought you were going to pull out that Brazilian one. No, Death Cab for Cutie and Mike Nesmith was one of the singers on that one, Mike and Mickey. Mike Nesmith's first actual hit outside of the monkeys he wrote a song in 1966 before he was a monkey uh that he you may or may not have heard of uh called different drum you and i dance to the beat of a different drum the uh the ponies stone pony yeah which he gave to they that he went to at that time don kirshner and said i've got this hit song don kirshner said that's not a monkey song so he gave it to stone pony of which linda ronstadt was the lead singer yep and it went number one and was unbelievable yeah yeah huge hit huge hit so that's that's my linda ronstadt tie back into this yeah but the thing is you look back in those uh bands i'll say the eagles but all of the build-up to who the eagles became you had Jackson Brown. Linda Ronstadt played a lot with the Eagles. Right. Um, I'm, names are escaping me right off the top of my head, but there was a lot. I mean, JT was involved in that realm. Carol King, all of this stuff. Uh, you were the one that turned me on to that documentary, 1971, The Year That Changed Music Forever. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It is. And to listen to some of the songs that came out that year, they were like, really? Right. Also that year? Yes. Or the bands that came up. Uh, just unbelievable. Yes. And so, it's funny, we were watching, uh, my wife and I were watching TV last night, and there's a, uh, what do you call it, a preview for a new documentary coming out called Summer of Soul, S-O-U-L. Okay. And it's all about the year, it's similar to 1971, but it's all about soul and how soul changed American music and soul changed American society. And I would never have wanted to watch that had I not watched 1971. Right. Because a lot of the people they document on this Summer of Soul are people that I would have written off like Sly and the Family Stone. Right. And I think Linda Ronstadt from my generation falls into that same category. I would never look at... Because I, I grew up... I didn't get into popular music until, like, listen, 1981, mm-hmm. really. Right. And so for me, Linda Ronstadt was a has-been by then. I mean, she had done a lot of stuff and she right, had been right, popular, right. but it's not like she was charting, you know, topping the charts with nope. her hits in 81. She was like what my parents would have listened to. Linda Ronstadt actually has 27 Grammy nominations. Wow. And has won 11. Wow. And this is one of them. Well, that's because the 70s were pretty devoid of a culture. <laughs> by the way... Some of the acts she uh, beat out for this was Los Lobos. Really? Yeah. Which wow. was kind of interesting. That year, that was the 31st annual uh, Grammys. Um, and this was in 87? 89 is when 89. she won. The, yeah. So album of the year went to George Michael for Faith. Well, come on. The guy so, had eight out of 10 songs go to number one. He still he, tied the record with Michael Jackson. Because he had, had a lot of faith in his yes. singing ability. Yeah. And he didn't want to be anybody's father figure. No, no, he did not. Get away from me, wham. Uh, and Song of the Year went to Bobby McFerrin for Don't uh, Worry, Be bleh. Happy. <laughs> Have you ever listened to that album, though? Yes, the, the rest of the album, album is great. entire album is just him yes. and his chest. And... Yeah, that, that rest of the album is great. That song is terrible. So those were some of the winners. Um, and, and like I said, Linda Ronstead for... Um, best foreign I you know it's interesting to me uh if we can like and I know we're almost done here but I want to dive into this a little bit because in 1980 this album came out in 87 right okay um the the album itself came out in 88 and there was a follow-up to this album too a couple years later yeah (laughs) 87 is it it called volume dose (laughs) sorry that's why I was laughing I made myself laugh before I even said it um 
the so this song came, the album came out in eighty seven, but she won the Grammy in eighty nine, which right. means that it probably came out like really late eighty seven. Right, right, exactly. And got, so my question is, today in the year twenty twenty two, this album and this kind of a song would be very accessible. Because of digital media. Right. You'd see it on YouTube. You'd see it. If you're a Linda Ronstadt fan, you'd right. be following her on Facebook and other, any other number of places. And you would know that this album came out. But in 1988, it would have been nearly impossible to find this album. Right. Which is weird to me that it got a Grammy because this is such a weird niche product from a, very very niche from a, yep. what at the time was considered somebody who'd kind of peaked and was over the hill. Oh, she got she got raked over the coals for putting this album out. Really? Yeah. And yet she won. Well, what I wanted to know is like, how did anybody find this album? Like, you'd, you'd have to walk into a record store and go, "Let's hear some foreign language garbage." Yeah, you know. So uh, there are blues awards, right? Uh, back in '89, there there were still blues awards, and I don't think that they had some of the um, like hip hop and rap. I don't think was around yet. So, by the way, the Grammys have taken place already this year. Did you know there's a category called best melodic rap song? Really. <laughs> Isn't that like an oxymoron? No, it's like those guys who are. That's what I. That's what I gathered as I the old man watching the Grammys this year. Oh, get off my lawn! That's <laughs> right. Yeah, it's 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 changed. There are a lot more categories, but back this time they do ha- they did have blues uh, right. stations, right? And so there were winners of blues and albums, song of the year, and things like this. They oftentimes never showed them on the awards show that made the air. Right. And foreign language still gets played. That's that's not a problem. I just right. find it odd. Like, like if I was a record shopping, because it would still been record shopping in right. 88 or 89, yep. maybe on cassette tape. Uh, but I don't even know where I'd find this album. Because it would never have crossed my playlist at the time. And no top 40 station is playing this, no matter what. But at the same time, no, like classic rock station is playing this. Right. I it just uh, it just blows my mind. This won a Grammy in a time when it would have been nearly impossible to find this album had someone not handed it to you. Right. Well, so it didn't win album of the year overall. Right? No, but even okay, yeah. but just a Grammy yeah. at all. Because again, if you're thinking about foreign language, if I'm looking at who should we nominate this year for foreign language, right. you're going to go with people from other countries typically. Yeah, that's right. Oh wait, Linda Ronstadt did some Spanish. I mean, that's kind of way it feels like. Right. But I wonder if there was some politics in this and the record company probably lobbied heavily those people who vote foreign language. Yeah. It could be, but I, I just, it's fascinating to me. And I loved this song. I would listen to this song oh, good. all the time. Yeah, Fantastic well, you should check song. out the whole album. It's because it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, Linda Ronstead actually said, it is one of the songs, this one, my brothers and I used to uh, try to harmonize when we were growing up. Mm. So I, I think it's just fun that the, the fact that they got the three most world-renowned mariachi bands to play together on this album. Well, and we talk about it all cool. the time ad nauseum, but this to me is one of those songs, too, that it sounds timeless. There's right. no 80s production in this. You're not hearing any synth drums or, or weird, like, fake. Like, it's all, it's all there. It's all good. Well, I'll tell you what. You hear uh, her voice that held note at the beginning mm, and yes. at the end. I'm like, if he doesn't get it from this, but she's got a remarkable voice. She doesn't sing anymore. Uh, she's got something, uh, 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 I can't think of the disease, but it keeps her from performing anymore. Mm. And so uh, we live with Linda Ronstadt and her past music and this one. So, <laughs> Yo no se oye aquel falsete. Right? Her it's falsetto just, is no longer her.
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So well, anyway, thanks that, for sharing this song with us. I like this song; it's a great song for Cinco de Mayo, and actually, you know, I think a really good classic song. And another example of like why these are their songs out there that nobody knows, and this is one of them. Right. Uh, I don't think this is one that you'll queue up and listen to all the time, but maybe you will. Maybe it'll get you. How many times have you said, "Gosh, we listened to this song, and then I went down this rabbit hole." Yes. Like for instance. May I bring this up real quick? Yeah, sure. You brought up... It's your show. Uh, day After Day, Badfinger. Yeah. Right? Do you know who played on that song? I know you know who uh, uh, produced it. Was George Harrison. He produced, yes, yes. Right? He also uh, played the slide guitar in that song. Right. Leon Russell played piano. Oh, for real? For real. I, I mean, these are some of the things yeah. that, you know, it's like... I don't think Chris knows this. That's and we true. talked about this. We'll never be able to get Badfinger on this podcast because nope. we've talked about him too much. But that would have been a good one. Well, and they're hard too because there's not going to be a song from Badfinger that no one's ever heard of but us. That's true. But they had more than like even I knew. Right. Did you know they did this? I, I know the song, but now that you mention it, this right. is awesome. So anyway, a lot of fun. So uh, we should continue this conversation uh, on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Or even leave a comment on our website, which is the greatest song you never heard.com. On Twitter, we are at GSYNH Podcast. And of course, we are at The Greatest Song You Never Heard on Facebook, where I'm getting better at posting these episodes. Well, it's just been sure fun to do them with you, Phil. And I, I hope that people are getting a lot out of this uh, and enjoying these songs. That was one of the greatest songs that I've never heard. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Absolutely. Two days early. Absolutely. And we'll <laughs> see you next time on the greatest song you've never heard podcast. <laughs>